Guys, we're here with Ed Morrison, the OG of CrossFit here in Australia. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well, bro. And I don't think I've ever been called an OG before, so that's a very nice intro to get. You are the OG, just to give people this perspective. So I think Ed was my CrossFit Level 1 instructor, I think. I think we spoke about this before when we commentated the games. So yes, and we commentated the games together. And of course, the MC at the Pacific Regions or the Down Under CrossFit Champs as well. So an absolute OG. So I guess to give people perspective who don't know you, but I'm sure that a lot of people tuning in will, what was your previous position with with CrossFit and like how long have you been with CrossFit HQ and some of the things you've done? Yeah, sure, Bruno. I don't quite know where to start the story with working for CrossFit, but I guess like most people, I discovered CrossFit just through love of training and fitness and was looking for something with a little bit more punch than what I was doing, which was getting a little bit stale. So I found that in 2007, I sort of trained in my backyard, made my own pull-up rig and did that thing for a few years. It was pretty ineffective, but I don't regret that, Tom. So you were COVID safe back then, bro? I was way ahead of the curve. I saw a pandemic coming (laughs) 10 years before it came. And then I did my level one, really fell in love with the methodology there. Still didn't know if being a trainer was for me. And then circumstances were such that the box around the corner was looking for a trainer, so I offered myself up. Did a few years as a trainer there, in fact, many years, and in that time, made my way onto CrossFit seminar staff. So that was my first interaction with CrossFit HQ, teaching the Level 1 and Level 2 seminars. I've done that since about 2013. And then I've tried to wear a few other hats in that community. I've done some emceeing. I've done some commentating. I've tried my hand at a podcast, not as successful as you are at that. Ultimately, my first and favorite role is being a coach and a trainer. I love doing that. That's my original passion. And now I find myself in a position where I really get to help other people do that by growing the Oceania and Australia and New Zealand CrossFit regions. Yeah, of course. And this is what I want to chat about in your new position, because obviously there's been a lot of changes with CrossFit this year, change of CEO, Eric coming in, and then obviously COVID and what that's done just throughout the world with obviously gym owners, not just CrossFit, but gym owners and the impact that it's also had on the games and the restructuring. So 2020, obviously, we all know has been a year of spattering the works and curveballs, but specifically with CrossFit and the changes within HQ and the direction that they're headed, because one criticism from CrossFit HQ by affiliates was the support system didn't really trickle down to affiliates as effectively as what they would have liked. And so I think that having you come on board and you can explain that role and what that is, I think, number one, I've said it to you off the podcast a couple of weeks ago that you're the man for the job. And I'm so happy that you've taken that position, which is why I want to speak with you. But what is your actual job with CrossFit HQ now within Australia? Yeah, I've been asked that a fair bit over the last few weeks, as you can imagine. And it's not the easiest question to answer. And I think what I've decided to do is rather than explaining to people what I do, I think the best thing I can do is explain what my goal is and then I'm going to do almost anything and everything I can to achieve that goal. My goal is to grow CrossFit within this Oceania region as much as I possibly can. And there's several different buckets that we can grow CrossFit in. Obviously, first and foremost, given the circumstances of 2020, our priority right now is focusing on the affiliates and making sure that the affiliates that we have the current affiliates stay and prosper and get through this diabolical year that has been 2020. And then obviously, we're looking to obviously increase the amount of affiliates in Australia and New Zealand. We believe CrossFit's the Mm -hmm. world's leading platform for health, happiness and performance. So we want to see more CrossFit affiliates in New Zealand and Australia. And then there's other buckets that CrossFit space operate in. So 
They obviously do lots of education and training. So one of my goals would be to certainly make those things more, um, they're already quite accessible, but to make sure people know when they're on, how they can access those things, what the benefits of those courses are. And although I don't have a lot to do with the CrossFit Games, that's another sort of area of the business that I'll be looking to grow within this region as much as I can. And I'll involve myself in all areas of CrossFit and trying to grow it within the region. So it's a very broad role, but I'm here to to try and see the CrossFit name and the brand and the business grow as much as I can throughout this region. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that we discussed when we caught up is it's not specifically just CrossFit that you're looking at as far as just the affiliates, although that's the immediate touch. But one thing that really stood out with me in our conversation was you spoke about this whole CrossFit ecosystem and stakeholders and all these people that are involved. And I think as someone who's in the industry and is one of those stakeholders and has been a part of brands and are definitely big stakeholders within that and someone that's around that whole CrossFit world, for me, that was exciting because it's the first time that I've heard coming from CrossFit or someone within it, is that you're really trying to help this CrossFit ecosystem. So can you explain a little bit about what that means? Yes, certainly. And I really like that term ecosystem. Uh, There was a beautiful mind map that was shown to us of all the different people that their lives or their businesses in some way or another relate to CrossFit. And I just named three just then, the affiliates, the training seminars, and the games. So, you know, there's a few people obviously involved with that. But if we branch out maybe one layer further, you can just imagine how many people are involved in CrossFit, but not on one of those levels. So just off the top of my head, we're talking about people like apparel companies, equipment companies, people that do media, nutrition companies. Now, these aren't necessarily CrossFit-only services, but we know that they provide lots of value to the CrossFit community, whether that be in providing more education or helping our affiliates with put up the facilities that they want to. So there's a real emphasis on just understanding how we can better work with those individuals or those organizations to create, again, growth for CrossFit. Yeah, and I think that's so important. Like you said, anyone from apparel companies, supplement companies, you know, equipment companies that are all there to support this ecosystem and back it because they all need each other to be able to thrive. So, man, for me, that was like something which I was super excited about to hear from you directly. So, yeah. what's been the vibe? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, continue. I was just going to say, I mean, ultimately, everyone has the same goal in mind and that is for CrossFit to be as, as successful as possible. The more successful CrossFit is, then the more successful everyone within that ecosystem is. So that's why we can start working together on these things. Sorry to cut you off, Brian. No, it's all good. It's all good. So what's been the vibe from CrossFit HQ and like the interaction that you've had with HQ over in the States? Yeah, there's a really amazing team in the States. And uh, I would say that the one thing that's really defined my time there so far has been a really open amount of communication and dialogue. And I've been speaking and working with all the other country managers that are in the same role that I am, but obviously all around the world. And we've just been sharing best practices so far about how we can work together, each acknowledging that our country has its own nuances and its own challenges. But I would say that the communication and the quality of the communication since I've been there has really blown me away. And that's something that I think is going to greatly benefit our region moving forward. And then so for you, what's the end goal with your role about creating a better experience for the affiliates, the whole ecosystem and really trying to grow CrossFit? What does success look like for you? So in three years, five years from now, how do you see CrossFit positioned within the industry with the new structures that they've got in place? 
Yeah, that's a really good question, but I'm sure I could bore you with KPIs and things like that. <laughs> I won't do that, but I, I used the term before and I believe that CrossFit is the world's leading platform for health, happiness and performance. And really the goal would be to get as many people who care about their health and fitness, which ideally is everybody on this planet, to agree with that statement. That'll be my goal. I know that within that goal is all the other important goals that I care about along the way, i.e. making sure that the affiliates feel like they're supported. We can't do that without the affiliates. They're the lifeblood of CrossFit. They're the ones that deliver that on the ground. So making sure the affiliates feel supported is obviously an absolute high priority. But if all that happens and if we get success with things like the training seminars and the games and we work on the affiliates, then it'll be that leading platform that I spoke of. So that's really the end game that I'm after. Awesome, man. That's really, really cool. And I think, yeah, really nurturing those guys from the ground level, I think that will have a natural on-flow effect as far as the quality, the vibe, and then growth will come from the quality of service from HQ from the top down. So that's really cool. And then so two more things, a little bit off the business side and your side, because we've just finished up the games on the weekend, which was a completely new structure. And they had to overcome so many challenges to get there. And I'm assuming that you caught it. I did. CrossFit Profit. Yeah, you watched it all. Awesome. Sweet, the same. So then what was your perception or what was your thoughts on what they were able to produce in such a short amount of time with so many restrictions? There's a few different things to look at. First of all, when you look at the events of a similar nature that couldn't go ahead, that had to cancel, you realize how remarkable it is that they got to pull anything off at all. If we want to get real nerdy on things like the programming and that, I thought it was one of the best games yet. Certainly a bit too much running for my liking (laughs) to test all the events. But in terms of a well-rounded test, I just thought it was phenomenal. I think what should be acknowledged is that the games have always been a source of inspiration for current CrossFitters and they've always been a source of amazing marketing for our affiliates. So anyone who owns an affiliate and I'm one of those people knows that after the games is broadcast, the phone begins ringing off the hook in that next week because people who haven't watched the CrossFit Games and they think, what is this thing? I have to get into it. So the commitment to continuing with it, and I remember Dave Castro posted on an Instagram something about whatever we can put on, that's better than nothing. And I couldn't agree more with that. And I don't quite know why certain other organizations who had to cancel events didn't take that, probably because of the cost involved. But for Mm. CrossFit, they were committed to it because of the inspiration that it provides for our community and because of what it does for the affiliates. So I thought it was a remarkable effort given the circumstances. And I can't actually get over how fit Matt Fraser and T. Claire Toomey are. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that was almost a side note to just the event itself. You know what? Because I know through social media, some people were complaining about, oh, this is just like Matt and Tia, Matt and Tia, and, you know, it's getting boring. But Khan Porter posted about it, and he's like, I don't think that people understand how special what they are doing right now, the two of them, and it's actually just a display of how great both of them are. So for me, I think my highlight of the games, you're right, I think that the programming was great. There was a lot of running, a lot of trail running for sure, but they were also quite limited to what they could do and to still create a great dynamic with only five athletes in males and females, created some excitement from second down as far as the shifting of the leaderboard. 
But my highlight of that whole weekend was the final workout and Matt and Tia just going through that final workout together. It was really special to see him run over the finish line together in those leaders' outfits. It really showcased how elite both of those athletes were. So I don't think that we will see anyone at that level again. Pick your sport. It doesn't really matter which example you want to use. What we're watching right now is the two people in 50, 100 years will talk about in terms of, and they'll have their own mystique to them. Now, ironically, I thought that about Rich Froning. I didn't think we'd see another Rich Froning. We've seen it almost immediately. So I could be wrong, but this is for me to use the Australian version. And I don't mean to necessarily pick a male, but I just think it's the one that comes to my head. It's sort of like watching Don Bradman. I've only heard mm-hmm. stories of Don Bradman and he retired before my grandfather was born probably, but you know where it sits in terms of the legacy of the sport. And we're watching that right now. We're witnessing it right now. So I think it's a pretty special time. And yeah, the fact that they're winning by so much doesn't make it boring for me. I certainly don't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute masterclass. And then finally, so you're obviously based in Melbourne. So you're based in Victoria and you've been in lockdown for a long time now. But from what I'm aware, the 8th of November, you guys are set to open, right? Yeah, we can open at 11.59 p.m. on the 8th. So I'll probably wait a few minutes and open on the 9th itself. But yeah, that's exactly right. In two weeks, look, we're allowed to be outdoors at the moment and we're allowed to be in groups of 10. And then on the 9th, we're allowed to be indoors. So super challenging time for affiliates. I'm really glad to help affiliates through the challenges that they're going through right now that I have experienced what I've experienced in Melbourne as an affiliate owner. That sounds really strange because for my affiliate and for my people, I definitely didn't want them to go through that. But the positive that I look at is that I know what the hurt was like as an affiliate owner and as a business owner to just have the doors closed and and have to go online. I think what's worth acknowledging is that it's such a unique problem that every affiliate had to handle it in their own way. I don't think there was a wrong or a right. There was definitely a case for speaking with other affiliates and being like, hey, have you tried this? Has this worked? But I think everyone had to do what was best for their community. And that wasn't always the same thing between two boxes. And that made it really challenging and sometimes uncertain to know, okay, is this the best thing for me to do? Because I know that other people aren't doing this. But you know what? I know my community and I know what they like. So I'm going to do this. I think that's one of the challenges of being a business owner that sometimes people don't appreciate, just like the uncertainty of some of the decision making and really having to back yourself in. It's one thing to execute, but you've got to make the decision in the first place. And that's quite challenging. Yeah. So what's the vibe like now between the community? Like you've got a light at the end of the tunnel finally. Surely it's got to be amazing over there. Look, it's pretty special, Brandon, to be honest. And it was quite, honestly, when it was announced on Monday, there was a pretty high level of emotion from all parties. Like I think everyone's pretty raw right now in terms of how much more they can take. I'll be honest though, last week, there's been like an excitement mixed with a little bit of anxiety. We got to open up in June for two weeks and it was a failure beyond measure. We opened up for two weeks, then we went back down into the harshest lockdown almost in the world for the next three to four months. I think everyone's pretty cautious. Technically, last night, everyone could have been on the beers and the streets could have been flooded with people, but there's sort of like a, hey, let's just ease into this. Like, it's great to have it back, but let's just do the right thing. And I think CrossFit is leading the way there because... I know that CrossFit boxes are going above and beyond in terms of making sure they're doing social distancing, hygiene practices. So this is a long answer to your question, sorry. The vibe is good, but I think everyone's conscious that, hey, let's not stuff this up again. That's what we're looking at at the moment. Yeah, man. I remember when we got to open back up, it was because I think that you had the space restriction. There was the taped boxes of where you could be and where you could train. 
and it took a while. Like it was obviously that excitement, but then getting used to training within your community again. But I think once people got to ease into it, it became, I think, start to go, start to ease back to be normal. It's a really special environment, man. So I'm stoked for you guys. It must have been a really difficult time. But I think the affiliates who have gone through that process, they're going to come out even stronger. And I just hope that they really get to enjoy this time of, I guess, reaching the light at the end of the tunnel, which they've been waiting for for so long. Yeah, that's right. And look, I know this sounds strange, Benno, but it was such a challenging time and I had my CrossFit community to support me. So often I reflect on how hard it must have been for the wider community who potentially didn't have those fallbacks. And that's why probably more so than ever right now, I think CrossFit owners and affiliates and trainers, we really feel like Getting people into CrossFit gyms is about the best possible thing we could do for people. If they've been sitting at home for the last six months by themselves or just with one other person, the best possible thing they could do is come and work on their health and fitness with a community. If we do, unfortunately, have to go back down into lockdown, well, they would have entered that community now and they'd have that community because you know what a CrossFit gym is like. It wraps its arms around people straight away. So I think there's a real sense of purpose behind I mean, there's always been purpose behind what we do as affiliate owners and trainers, but right now there's a real sense of it in the Melbourne community, at least where I am. Yeah, man, that's so awesome. It's got to be one of the best things at CrossFit, that community and just being able to build those relationships. Like I said, happiness, happiness, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, obviously in your new role, you're going to be completely active. I know that you've been reaching out and touching base with a lot of the affiliates, but if somebody did want to contact you directly, what's the best way for them to do that? I think probably... Email is probably the best, Breno, and I'm more than happy to field any emails from anybody in our CrossFit community. Like part of what I talked about with that ecosystem is not just sort of saying it, but living it. So anyone within that ecosystem, I'm more than happy to talk with. And I talked about earlier with the communication, like a huge part of this job is just listening to the community. I mean, the way that I explained the goal of my role before, which potentially was a bit of a cop out to your question of what is my role, but the way that I see it is that I get to give people who aren't here in Australia, some context behind what's going on in our community. The only way I can do that, the only way I can do that is by listening. I can observe and I can give my opinion, but really I have to listen to the community. So my email is always open. It's ed.morrison at crossfit.com and I'll always be happy to hear from people and we need to hear it all. We don't get better without feedback. So yeah, I'm more than willing to speak to any members of our community and if they want to get in touch, I'd love to hear from them. That's awesome, bro. Mate, I love it. I look forward to seeing you around the community and seeing the evolution of CrossFit here in Australia in its next chapter. So thank you so much for everything you're doing, bro. I'm really looking forward to it. And thanks for being on. Thanks so much, Brunette.